and welcome back to Perform Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. And before we get on with today's show, I just want to let you guys know that our free monthly online performing arts magazine is now available to download. All you need to do is head to pamag.co.uk or you can follow the link in our show notes to download your free copy of Performing Arts Mag. Without further ado, let's head into the show. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Sarah and Sarah is a theatre and dance school business mentor. Thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to join me today. Well you're very welcome, thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I've been following Sarah's work for a long time and I cannot rave um, everything about it enough. She's amazing and she helps so many people. So I'm really excited to get her on today and for you guys to hear a little bit about what she does. So to start us off, would you like to explain what comes under being a theatre and dance school business mentor? Great question. I mean, there are, there are numerous sort of your business mentors, you've got business coaches and they all sort of do something slightly different. My remit is um, to help as many people as I physically can. Having run my own dance school for almost 23 years now and literally have the t-shirt in every colour and I've even created a few new ones along the way, um, I come very much from a place of experience and I went to a very dark space, you're talking about almost seven years ago now, and I just said there has to be a better way of working. There has to be a better balance in my life. There has to be a way where I can have my cake and eat it. I can have my income and I can have my family life. And so I changed, basically I changed the whole way that my school works. And coming out of that, I went from sort of working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week and really not earning anywhere near enough what I should be earning to earning a very good wage and um, working two days a week (laughs) and I now only teach two hours a week out of 28 lessons that we run so the school is still going strong I mean it's post-covid now obviously and we're quietly rebuilding back but for me it was always about giving back I never wanted anyone else to be in that dark space where I was I said that there has to be someone who can step in before they get to the point of, I can't do this anymore, or this is too much, or I'm not having my family life, or I'm working for nothing. There's, there's got to be something there before they hit that point so that they can um, regain the balance, you know, and in, in whatever form that balance may come across as, you know, it can be some people, for some people, it's more money, more students, more growth. Some people, it's like, you know what, I'm happy where I am just give me a better home balance it depends on what that looks like for you that's amazing and I think it always shows that it comes from a a real place of wanting to help and you know in this business a lot of us are self-employed a lot of us run our own businesses as well Um, and trying to when you're the boss and CEO there's so much responsibility that I think people forget about. They're like, oh, you can wake up when you want and you can do work when you want. 
No, being your own boss means you choose the 90 hours you want to work that week. But other than that, you are making a whole lot of sacrifices and a whole lot of responsibility for yourself. And no one's going to tell you whether you're doing it right and wrong or let you know where to put that time. So the fact that you're out there and offering this support and making that happen for people is amazing. Thank you. It's very much like trying to get from A to B. You know, if you want to get to A to B on your own, carry on, but you may jump to C, Z and L and M in between before you get to B. But if you want to get there quicker, if you want to get there faster, if you want to get there with less hassle, then you ask someone who's walked A to B already and can say, don't bother doing that, (laughs) do this. Or, you know, invest in X, Y, or Z, or get help in this, don't try and do that bit on your own. You know, it just, it just helps. It just makes it easier. We should be in business for fun. I love business. And sometimes I think as as dance and theatre school owners, because it's our passion, because it comes from inside of us and we think of our schools like our our second, third child or first child even, do you know what I mean? You think of them that way. And often I find that there's a lot of people who think of them from from a child perspective and therefore they give everything and then they forget that it's a business. But ultimately... You know, HMRC, legals, everything will see your business as a business. And you have to go business first. You can inject all the passion you want, but you have to think of it as a business first. And when you start thinking of it in that lines and sort of, oh, I'll just do this for free or I'll just, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I'll just do that. And then you're at home sewing costumes for your fingers bleed and you're thinking why am I doing this um it's yeah it's about getting from A to B and and making it easy for you absolutely and I love that so um you must have seen all sides to theatre schools the ones that are in really great shape the ones that maybe could do with some improvement you know you've probably seen the good the bad and the ugly but what are the top three things in your mind that stand out of a school being a great quality school? So when you see a school and they're doing these top three things right, you think, ah, they're nailing it. What are those three things? Brilliant question. First one, and will always be the top for me, is your values. Are you staying true to the reasons that you opened your school? I often find that when dance school owners lose their way, it's because they've lost what they're about. And you can have a street dance school in this corner and then one right round the corner as well. And there's always going to be that competitive element. But what makes those two schools different? And it is always the owner and the owner's values and what the owner wants for that school and what direction that school is going to go in. And it's happened to me and I won't be the last and it's it's happening out there all the time that dance school owners will lose their way because they'll go, oh, this fad. Or maybe, you know, somebody goes, oh, you should try this. You should do that. OK, yeah, I'll give this a go. And it takes you off what your core message is about and what you really stand for. And it happened to me that I went off on a tangent in the wrong direction when the situation happened and I went oh no let's bring it back to what my school is about my school thrived so it was struggling and then it thrived 
and it thrived because I was speaking to the right people that were right for my school, which comes down to the very boring ideal client. Who is your ideal client? Which I'll probably say is the second thing. You, when you're speaking out there with all your marketing, even to your current customers as well, you speak into them because you know who they are. And you're going to get, that sounds like such a really random thing to say. And I'm sort of putting my hands up to my head as I say it going, how would I explain this? But ideal client is a boring thing, but everybody will say, I teach from age three to 18. I teach adults. I teach jazz. I teach hip hop. I teach acro. I teach ballet. I teach, you know, theater. I teach musical theater. I teach singing. uh, The list is endless. I need everybody. No, you need the people who are right for your school. And when you put your marketing messages out there, you know, are you that heavy into getting your kids into associates, top exam scores, um, you know, professional workshops, leading them, you know, you are the one who gets them onto all the dance colleges, then stick to that. Because that's where your golden nuggets are. That's where you're at your strength. My customers who are recreational and only want to come for once a week, wouldn't fit right in that school. So make sure that you you understand what you're about and who your ideal client is, who you're speaking to. Um, the foundations, what am I on? Two or three? I've lost track. <laughs> I think this is um, going to be the third, but go third for one. it. Give as many as you want. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the third one is foundations. Um, there are many, many foundations, but I would say you have to get your numbers right. In fact, I've just finished running a, a group coaching course for um, for some of my members just on money. And it's about understanding what's coming in, what's going out, where your profit margins are, where your break-even points are. You know, don't think about, you know, the accountant will give you your accounts and your profit and loss and all the rest of it. But you really have to know, is this class profitable or is it not? Is this part of the build it business supporting the other part of the business without you realizing it. And then you're wondering why you're going to the bank account and not realizing, you know, there's no money there for you to take. And you're like, okay, but I'm making money. I don't understand. So it's about filling the gaps and filling the holes and stopping the money from dripping out everywhere else. And then it's also understanding about where you put your money, where is the best place for you to invest it? When is it in technology? Is it in people? you've got to understand don't be scared by money please don't be scared by money and please do not bury your head in the sand with it that's the worst thing that you can ever do for your business is that so the people who are doing really really well know who they're speaking to speak to their ideal client really well and know their money inside out back to front and i will give another one legalities please 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 make sure you cross your t's and dot your i's you have to have it in place because if you ever hit a problem in the future, nine times out of 10, it'll be because you haven't got your legal stuff sorted. Yeah, absolutely. And I always tell people when they're asking me to look for what to look for in a school, I always say, make sure the teachers are qualified at least, you know, and then they've got first aid in place and safeguarding and everything else because it may not be the first thing that comes into your head but safety has to be your priority and unfortunately while there are so many great schools out there there are some bad eggs out there like with everything in life so you've got to be so careful haven't you Mm -hmm. yes 
Yeah, 100%. 100%. So when students are looking for schools on that topic, what would you say to them to look for in a school to make sure it's the right school for them? From a student perspective, it really depends on what they want and what their goal and what their ambition is. And then they've got to see if that school matches up with them. So if, for example, they just want to come once a week, then going into a highly competitive school might not be the best solution for them. You know, it might shrink their confidence instead of improve it because they're not fitting right in that school. So it really depends on what you want to get out from the school. Then ask questions. Don't I find that often people, you know, they ring you up and they go, yeah, yeah, I'm looking for a dance class for my daughter. Fantastic. Well, what, what style would you like? Well, I don't really know. Well, what do you do? <laughs> and you're like, right, okay. <laughs> let's go back a stage and let's let's sort of talk you through what, what it is we do and what it is we stand for. And then let's see if that's the right fit for you. So don't be afraid to ask, as a student, don't be afraid to ask the questions Nobody, and I think in the 23 years I've been running my school, I can probably count on one hand the number of times I've been asked, Sarah, are you legal? You know, do you have everything in place? And one of them was a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Just to give you an idea. (laughs) But I think it's for for your own, as as a school owner, it's for your own peace of mind that you know you've got everything in place. Because like I said at the very beginning, you are a business. And if something happens, they come after you like a business. You can't turn around and say, well, I just run a few classes. You're still a business. Um, so 100% understand as a student, understand what you want to gain. And then make sure that that school ties in with what your goals or ambitions are. Yeah. And I think as well, a lot more students, because social media is a bigger and bigger thing nowadays, I think students are often looking at theatre schools and dance schools on social media and kind of working out which which ones they'd like to go to and get a feel for them even online. Do you think that's happening more and more? Oh, 100%. There is something, there is, I forget the actual percentage. Um, it's something ridiculous, like 80 80- eight percent of people search online before they make a decision before they make a buying decision it might even be as high as 97 the figure is ridiculously high even if it comes from a recommendation which a lot of our in our business a lot of our stuff is word of mouth recommendation your um pr your branding what you're known for in the area your reputation is everything and even though they go, oh, you should go to that school because it's really good, they will still go and check you out online. So even if you are not like, you know, Facebook, internet, um, Instagram or TikTok, whatever it is you use, if you're not savvy, you have to have something up. And when it comes to that, consistency is key. So consistency, clarity of your message, again, which comes back to your values and who you stand for and what, you know, there's no point me putting out a competitive piece when I don't have a competitive school. I used to have a competitive team, so I could do a throwback, but that's not part of what I do anymore. So I don't put that out because that doesn't show my school in the right light. So think about having that presence on social media. Video, we know, is still having a bigger reach than anything else. 
and it doesn't take much to get a little bit of video footage when you're in classes, obviously with the, all the permissions in place and everything else. Um, you know, sometimes it's a little bit like, oh, I've forgotten to do it. Ask a few students to hang back or ask one of them to step out. If you're doing little group work across the floor, ask one of them to step out and just go, can you just give me a bit of filming and then drop it to my phone? It doesn't take much to put it together, but it has to be a thought process, particularly for, oh, I'm going to sound really old now, but people of my generation, <laughs> <laughs> it comes across as really old, but you know, I started my business with the yellow pages, you know, the internet, you know, it was around, but it wasn't a thing. And all of these internet skills, and I teach marketing, and I teach social media, it's been learnt, and it's been experienced. And it again, it comes from that place of as someone who's not used to the whole mobile phones and the video and all the rest of it, I've had to really think ahead and go, I need some footage, I'm going to take it in X, Y, and Z class. And I make sure I'm there with my little gimbal and, and off I go. So it has, you have to really think, it's not as automatic as maybe some of the younger generation, because they're more used to those tools. And it's more like, oh, yeah, we'll just do this as we're doing that. And I have to really consciously think about it to make sure I have content. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, isn't it? But I feel like adapting, as the last year has kind of shown us, adapting is always essential. And I think the more we think about the fact that the customers are coming from line, we need to pivot to make sure that that's, that's what we're reaching. Yes, 100%. 100%. And adaption is totally the word of the year. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the word of many people's year. We've all had to do it whether we like it or not. <laughs> And look, look how many people, can we just have a shout out to everybody in the industry? Because I'm sorry, COVID hit. Everybody sort of went, ah, what are we going to do? And a large percentage of people got themselves online, even though it scared the living daylights out of them. And they were like, oh, what am I doing? Am I doing this right? Can we just have a shout out to everybody? Because it's just been the toughest year. And, you know, if you can... Granted, your back was against the wall, and sometimes that will, that's what pushes people to change. But you did change, and you did make that difference, and you have learned and you have grown because of it. And I think everybody should take strength in how they have dealt with the last year and be proud of themselves for having dealt with it. Absolutely. You know, so many different situations for every different dance school. Some were able to quickly pivot and within like a week they were online and making sure children were in education and still getting their training. And for some it was it was unable because there isn't enough um, interest there to go online and to keep up and maintain the fees for their school and no matter what circumstance they were in let's yes let's do a big shout out to everyone for the most amazing year in terms of applying and adapting and adversity and just keeping going sometimes it's just also about just being Mm. you know because those who were stuck whether it be really bad wi-fi or you know I was one of those um, (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of nowhere yeah like literally like you know hamster on a bike outside trying to keep the uh, internet going that was me that was me (laughs) (laughs) you know it's but no matter what that was, 
either you have to go, I have to accept this for what that is and just contact by email or send the odd video as and when I could, or, you know, just keep that contact going. Hopefully you've all reopened or you went hell for leather and did the whole full online thing. Whatever was right for you was right. And the fact that you just accepted it and moved on or, or learned skills or even just went, okay, this is what it is. Let's go for a walk on the beach show in the woods with my kids because there's now else I can do. <laughs> and just, you just, tuck it on the chin so hats off to everyone yeah absolutely it's been an incredibly tough year speaking of toughness now I don't think people appreciate how much being the owner and manager and boss of school it's it's crazy crazy amounts of responsibility and there's a lot of jobs that people don't see what is one of the most underrated jobs so people don't see it but it's one of the biggest things that you must do and people forget all the time about it, but it's the biggest thing you would advise people to do. It's so underrated. Which job is that? Oh my gosh, there are so many. That's the problem. (laughs) I'm going to put marketing up there. Are you? Yeah, because marketing I find is always the one that's pushed to the bottom of the pile. Mm. You write your to-do list and you go, oh, I need to do, I need to schedule some posts or I need to, you know, send something out. And you go through, well, I got to contact this mum, I got to run this thing, I got to pay this person, I got to do all of these things, these exam entries, I got to go and ring that, I got to chase that person, da da da, da and all the rest of it. And then you get to the end of the day, I got to go and teach now, and that marketing is still sat there. And to really craft a really good marketing message and to really push out there what you're about and have this constant, which we've talked about, this constant stream of, because marketing is 24-7, doesn't mean you have to do it 24-7, but it should be there 24-7. And I always liken it to a pebble in a pond. You drop one pebble in a pond, it'll cause a few ripples, but you continually drop that pebble in a pond, then your ripples will go further and they'll have a bigger reach and a bigger impact so your marketing should be this just constant drip it doesn't have to be every day don't get overwhelmed by it but it is one of those things that's always always pushed to the bottom that and money yeah 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely I don't know whether that's the most important but I I know it's one of the ones that's the most neglected. Yeah, and I think people don't realise how many overheads and things that there are to run a school because someone asked me the other day, they just sent me a message, can you set up a class in Derby? Well, it's not quite as simple as that. I would love it if that was it. If I would just go, yeah, go on then. If you're going to turn up, I'll do it. But (laughs) I don't think, you know, you really need to do your research and work out how much it's going to it's going to take and the overheads and all the policies and everything that's involved is Mm -hmm. such a vast amount of work and I think people often forget about that I did a a meme years ago I need to repost it actually which said so you think you're a damn school owner and then listed all the jobs and there was about 40 and I hadn't even touched the surface realistically um I, I do inspirational talks in schools as well. And I have done the, done another version of it that's a, like a prop. And it covers, you know, the flip charts, the big mm. 83 pieces of paper. It covers three of those. 
Wow. That's how many jobs we do as dance school owners. And the meme sort of said, oh, da, da, da. So, so next time someone says to you, oh, you've just run a few dance classes, you can tell them to shove it. <laughs> because this is one of my biggest bugbears. Okay, we're going off on a tangent here, but I one of my biggest buzz, bu- bugbears is the word just. Yeah. Because somebody said, oh, you're just a dance teacher. Oh, there's lovely. Oh, do you know what? Go and run and do one, will you? Because we're not just dance teachers. <laughs> I love that. It's my biggest bugbear, honestly. I was once introduced in a network in, I was up for an award and um, I'd gone off to this award ceremony and I didn't know anyone in this room full of business people and all the rest of it. And I walked in and the woman running it, oh, Sarah, Come, come and meet this group of people because you don't really know anymore. I said, thank you very much. She said, oh, hi, this is Sarah. She's just a dance teacher. Right. And I stood there. I was like, and literally the people around me went, oh, that's nice. And like turned and carried on their conversation with each other. And I'm stood there like going, I'm like seething. The anger in me <laughs> was just boiling over. And I was just like, oh, okay. So I took myself off and I went and introduced myself to another <laughs> to another group. And trust me, the introduction was a hell of a lot different. <laughs> and by the time I'd finished, they all went, tell me more. Really? Multiple venue? How many kids do you teach? Oh, my gosh. The difference was so huge. Yet it's the same role, but it's about us as people who inspire children, people who change children's lives. And we do by the confidence and the skills that we give them, the life skills that we give them. What we do is so unique and it is so undervalued. And as a result of that, I see so many people, and I will hold my hands up to this as well, myself included, who who lack self-belief and self-confidence because it's almost like, oh, they're just a dance teacher. No, no, we're not just a dance teacher. In my eyes, we're bloody superheroes because of everything that we do. Um, And that's not just the 40 odd things that was on my meme. It is about the difference that we make to children's positive difference we make to children's lives on a daily basis. And that should, in my eyes, be celebrated a lot more than what it is so if anybody ever whoever's listening to this if anybody ever introduces you as a just please correct them (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely Um, yeah and don't use the word you're not just a dance teacher or just a theatre school owner you are so so much more than that absolutely and I think you know behind every single performer is a teacher that believed in them first and I owe everything to my dance teachers because without them, it wouldn't have ever started. And then the acting teachers and singing teachers that helped me with my confidence and boosted me Mm. going into this career, you know, I'd not be there without them. And I'm forever grateful for them making me passionate about it. And I think, you know, every single person who's in this industry is because of a teacher. And I think that's why it's so important to get you on today um, to talk about to talk about this and to to boost every single person who is teaching right now and is feeling rough and is feeling like they're they're doing everything they can to reopen and get back and get back at full force and know that they're doing the best that they possibly can totally 
Totally. You really are. And it's about just lift those chins, guys. We tell them everything in ballet lessons. We just say, just lift that poise, lift that chins and stand tall. 100%. Yeah. And uh, just to finish, I ask everyone this. Um, what is your advice for any aspiring performers who might be listening to this? What would your advice be? Oh, love it read amazing read read and read some more reading you can podcast listen to podcasts of course um audiobooks whatever it is but your learning will never stop when you graduate college it will always be something else and you know, as a as a performer coming out of college, wanting to go into the industry, you have to become a brand, you have to become a business. So do not think about just, you know, oh, I'm going to go in this show and I'm going to go in that show. There is so much more to it than that. So get your hands on any of the inspirational business books that are out there. Learn what business is about. Learn what branding is about learn about um, good audition techniques, confidence building, how to deal with rejection, all of these things. Just keep reading and investing in your own knowledge and your own well-being, and it will benefit you in life in general, not just in your career. You know what? I am so glad you said that because during college, I I hold my hands up. I did not read during that time, I was like, I'm too busy. I'm in eight or six every day. And then I come home and I eat and then I've got to put my rep folder and change and get everything ready for the next day. And I, the reality is I didn't make time for it. And since graduating, I've had more time and I've been able to read and I've never learned so much. Mm -hmm. It's just been amazing. Whether it be about business, whether it be about self-development, whether it be about actual acting technique or the actor life or whatever it might be, I've learned so much. So that is, I'm so glad you've said that. Go read, guys. Read, read. listen to audiobooks, listen to podcasts and just continue because it's true. You just never stop learning. Ever. No, no, 100%. And I would love, before you go, Sarah, for you to tell everyone about a bit more about the Dance Den. So I've been following for a long time, so I know all about it. But I would love for you to tell them a bit about your membership and your planner, because these are going to really help people. Thank you. So, yes, I run the Dance Den, which is a mentoring site for dance and theatre school owners. And the membership is all about um, supporting and community it has a whole video library of over 200 videos where, you know, things like pricing, things like um, marketing, there's a whole, the amount of videos on marketing is crazy because of course I'm passionate about that, um, about growth, about your foundations. There's, there's all these videos in there. They get lives, they get monthly teaching, they get um, accountability. We have co-working sessions There's guest experts that come in. It's all about, you know, and then of course we've got the Facebook group where, you know, we can all support each other. So it's all about supporting each other and our knowledge and sharing our skills, our wins, our losses, you know, because let's face it, you know, business is a roller coaster, but it's about um, managing the dips and making it not such a heavy ride <laughs> and no loop-de-loops. So let's just try, try and keep it nice and steady. 
on a steady growth pattern. So it's all about that. Is um, there's lots of discounts there as well for different um, of my partners and things like that that recognise partners who built other businesses as well. And then there's the approved status. I'm quite proud of this. This was something I set up after going to a competition and I was mortified by what I saw on stage. So to, to help, because there's no sort of regulating body as such in, in the UK, I wanted to take some sort of a stand. So I said that when you join the den, you have to agree to a set of rules. And some of those rules are that you use age-appropriate choreography, age-appropriate costuming and age-appropriate music that you are a child-centered school, you are honest and ethical and, can, and are in, on a quest to continue to learn. And by doing that, they get an approved status, um, a logo that they can use and a website that they can use. So I'm, I'm trying to start a movement basically to say that all of these teachers are taking a stand and saying, this is what we stand for and this is what we believe in. And I know all of their parents are appreciating the fact that we're, we're saying that this is what what we stand for i know it's what i stand for in my school and always have done um so there they get they become part of that as well and then the planner is sort of a little something separate it is an academic planner um and it is full of everything you've got show checklists exam checklists there's a merchandise there's a new school student intake checklist you've got a social media planner you've got goal setting there's it's all packed into this little a5 hardbacked um gem gorgeous looking um planner and it comes with four live trainings from me as well it's amazing yeah. and they are available where where can people get their hands on these for all the theatre school owners that are out there where can they get your planner they um oh and that planner by the way is is does work for theatre schools as well I'm often asked that but it does that's why it's called the performance business planner not the dance school planner and I know that because um one of my good friends runs the theatre school and if I ever make any changes she's right with me making sure it works for her theatre school as well um, so go to uh, all the W's, the danceden.co.uk and you will find out all the information about all the courses I run because there's a marketing course coming up there, the planner and the den as well. We'll make sure that we get that link in the show notes as well. So you can go to the show notes of this episode and just click to follow the link to go to Sarah's page. Sarah, where else can everyone find you on social media so that they can be in touch? I'm um, a Facebook, Facebook and Instagram girl. I'm I'm not a TikTok person. So yeah, head over to the Dance Den page or I have my, my free group that I go live in every Tuesday called The Dance Business. So check out and find that. DM me by all means. If you can't find any of these links, feel free to do that. Um, and I'm also on Instagram as Sarah Dance Den. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us and have a chat about this. I think the value you've provided has been amazing. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. And I'm honoured to have been asked. And thank you very much for having me. And thank you for listening, everyone. And remember, you are more than a just. Absolutely. So a massive thank you for listening, guys. I've been your host, Bethany and Wynne, and you've been listening to Performer Talks. <laughs>